Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to the Women of Golf Show. I'm Ted Odorico, and right alongside, of course, each and every week is LPGA uh, professional and Legends Tour player Cindy Miller, and we are the hosts of the Women of Golf Show. Good morning, Cindy, and welcome. Good morning, Ted. Um, it's sunny we were just in having Buffalo, interesting... I must tell you. <laughs> yeah, well, well, you've passed the clouds down here because it's now overcast in Florida. We're, we're expecting some rain, of course, again today and tomorrow, but uh, <clears throat> I'm going to be positive. Uh, but anyways, welcome everybody to the show, and, and uh, we'll, we'll get into some conversation here in a, in a, a second. We've got a busy show today, two great guests coming up, uh, one joining us here in just a few moments. But let me remind everybody, of course, we are live uh, every Tuesday morning from uh, 9 to 10 a.m. Uh, Eastern time here on blogtalkradio.com network. And uh, again, just go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf or type in women of golf up in the search key, and that will take you to the main page. And you can listen uh, during the live broadcast if it's available or a good time for you. And if not, uh, then just go to that link and uh, scroll down to the on-demand section, and you can listen uh, when it's convenient for you. Uh, You can also go to iTunes.com or now Stitcher.com. It's also available there as a podcast. You can just, again, type in women of golf, and that will... Uh, get you there on either iTunes uh, or Stitcher.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, or if you have any uh, comments or questions uh, for Cindy and I, you can do so by calling in at area code 347-945-5855. And as always, um, if you want to reach out to either Cindy and I, you can do so at cindy at cindymillergolf.com, uh, or my email is ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. And, of course, we update on uh, virtually all the social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and, of course, uh, LinkedIn as well, so you can find out about the show there uh, by just uh, checking either Cindy and I out there. Um, we've got a great show for you this morning. Uh, first up is going to be Cynthia Navis. Uh, she's a lead instructor at uh, Central Coast Golf Academy and founder and president of the Rose Visor uh, Incorporated. And then a little bit later on the show, uh, Amy Nordine. She's a former collegiate uh, golfer from Montana and now uh, currently a Class A PGA professional. She'll be joining us in the second half. Um, Cindy, I don't know if you want to pick up the conversation or if you want to talk about it, but uh, you had a you had a, a busy little weekend. Uh, tell us a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Well, I I drove over to Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, where there was going to be the Walgreens Charity Classic, uh, the Red Nose Day, and I was second alternate to get into the event, and so I had every intention of trying to qualify. And the day before the qualifier, I got a text message from the tournament director and said, call me, good news. And someone had withdrawn, and the person that would have been in ahead of me, they called and said, I don't want to play. So, therefore, I got in the tournament, which was grateful. The first round of the tournament was rained out um, because you have no idea, it was 48 degrees and pouring and coming down sideways. And I Mm. played, I was on the first hole, I teed off and I hit a shot on the green. I had about a 20-footer for um, birdie and the the siren blew, so we went in. (laughs) And we sat around for about three hours and then the course was really unplayable. So I was very grateful that they called the round, although... It might have been better for me because I'm probably going to shoot the same score, whether it's beautiful or terrible out, being from Buffalo. And um, anyway, I, the next round, it was only a one-round tournament, and I did not play very well. But the purpose of me going was to get ready for these two major championships coming up, one in July and then the first-ever Women's U.S. Senior Open next year. And I'm working on some things in my swing that I don't really trust. 
And so my husband, Alan, said to me, you know, you just need to go and, and try to trust and block everything out. And I, yeah. I hit only three really bad shots, and I chipped pretty poorly. Um, but I didn't finish last, and I made $3,800. So really it was a blessing I got in this <laughs> tournament. Um, I had to drive. I got done playing at 1.30 and got in the car and drove the 11 hours back to Buffalo and then got up the next day and yesterday was at Corning uh, Country Club raising money for Corning Community College, their athletic program, which I've done every year for the last 10 years. So I've been a little crazy the last two weeks from filming all the phase golf online coaching program and then going to Wisconsin, but I'm absolutely not whining and I'm thrilled and honored and grateful. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, so like we were, we were starting to get into uh, a little bit of the conversation and then of course uh, we came on live. So I, we had to abruptly stop it, but you know, it's like I was saying, you know, you know, better than anybody, your game. Uh, I, I know Alan has, has been there and, and helped you along the way as well, so I'm, I'm sure he has a good understanding of your game. But, you know, we each know our own game. And, you know, the one thing I, I admire about you, Cindy, is you own your game. You know, when you're playing great, hey, that's fantastic. When you're not playing so great, you know, you're not making a bunch of excuses. Well, it was this or such and such over here did that or there was a loud noise in the background. You own all of your game, and that's very, very important. And that's a key component to becoming a better player uh, and improving is recognizing where your areas that need the most improvement are and then focusing on that. And you do that very well. Well, thank you. I'm, you have to look in the mirror. <laughs> and, well, and again, you know, exactly. I'm not, I'm not Julie Inkster. I'm not Michelle McGann or Lisa Lott Neumann who won the event shooting four under par. Um, mm. You know, I give, 50 to 75 lessons a week, and I very rarely have time to hit balls myself because I need to make a living. So when you stop and think about it and, and you look at the truth and say, look, I'm, you know, I'm not as good as them, and I don't practice as much. So you got to lower your expectations. And if you're not willing to do that, uh, then you're in denial, and I refuse to be in denial. Yeah, and, and you're so true. Um, you know, and, and you raise some great points. You know, the, the, the thing is, you spend the majority of your time now teaching and, and helping so many others with their games, Cindy. And when you don't have the optimal time to get out there and practice, of course, your own game is going to suffer uh, a little bit as well. But uh, th I like the fact that you, you keep, uh, you know, charging up the mountain, if you will, and, and, and doing what you can to, to play your best and and I know you're gearing up for, for uh, some of the upcoming majors and, and particularly the, the first uh, U.S. Uh, Senior Women's Open that is going to be next year. And I know that's very, uh, very exciting news for, for all women's golf, uh, particularly for many of the legends out there that have been waiting for this for a long time. So I know you're gearing up for that. Um, Cindy, we've we got to move on here. Um, our first guest, Cynthia Navis, is going to be joining us here. Let me just tell you a little bit about her. She's the uh, lead instructor at the Central Coast Golf Academy. Uh, she's also the founder and president uh, of Rose Visor, Inc., which is kind of an interesting uh, uh, product, and she'll tell us a little bit about that. Uh, she has a vast experience coaching junior golfers, beginners, and, of course, experienced players. Uh, study, studied under some top uh, 100 golf instructors like Jimmy uh, Ballard, uh, Fred Shoemaker, and Paul Runyon, uh, just to name a few. Uh, so let's bring her on here. I know we have limited time, but let's bring uh, our very special first guest this morning, Cynthia Navis. Good morning. Oh, good morning. How are you? Great. Thank you. We're for doing well, us. Cynthia. Thank you for joining us this morning. I know it's very early because you're out in California, so uh, thank mm -hmm. you for for getting up uh, bright and early, and uh, hopefully you've had your first cup of coffee. Um, <laughs> Cynthia, we we wanted to uh, I guess start things off just because you know we haven't had you on the show before, just to let our listeners mm -hmm. know a little bit about you. Um, maybe talk just a little bit about uh, your background and and uh, maybe some of the things that kind of separate you from uh, some of the other pros out there, a little bit about your teaching uh, background and, and how you teach and some of the things that you do uh, in your programs. Okay, well, um, I am a, 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 and was a top-rated amateur for that's – that's what my quest was. So I think what, you know, separates me from uh, some of the other pros – is I had a long, you know, well, maybe like a 20-year span almost 
of amateur golf. So it mm-hmm. took me um, to many, many different famous top 100 pros across, across the country. Um, so I have a, uh, how can I say, a, a span of different pros that I have studied with. It gives me a variety of different ways to approach certain problems or certain things. Um, you know, studying with Jimmy Ballard uh, and the way he teaches connection and the impact position was very different than Fred Shoemaker. Um, his right. background was more, um, he, he wanted, he was more of a, and is, of a mental approach. You know, if you miss a shot, how did that feel? How did that feel compared to the one that you hit? You know, it was all more feeling and um, that kind of approach to it, which, which if you mix the two, um, you know, you have a, uh, you have a wonderful, you know, background there to, to come back to. It's just not from one pro, which, you know, you know many famous um, players or um, even amateurs, you know, they have one pro that they've ever taken from. And um, right. so I have a variety of different ways, and that's what leads me to, that's what really separates me from other, you know, pros, because I have this um, this background of uh, of them. And so I can approach, you know, a problem if a student has, you know, a um, if they're going through the ball, if they don't understand the impact position, I have a lot of different ways to solve their problem, not just one. And so it just makes makes me have more of uh, ways to solve their problem. So I think that that uh, helps me. Um, right. Well, it, it makes you more well-rounded. As, as, right. It makes exactly. you more well-rounded is, is what you're trying to say because you're, you're not just subscribing to necessarily one philosophy or one uh, person's approach. You've had exposure to a number of different approaches, and and I, and I can see yeah. how that would certainly be a benefit. So when you're teaching, um, Cynthia, um, uh-huh. what are some things that you try to do uh, with your students? Obviously, there's um, and we talked about very briefly here in in your intro um, that you work with obviously beginner golfers as well as experienced golfers. Um, is there anything specifically that you try to do with each different sort of category, if you will, if we want to put it that way? Um, when you're working with them, do you or you pretty much treat them all the same? Oh, uh, you know, that's difficult. Each each person is an individual, but um, the way I approach my beginners, um, I mean, it is some, somewhat different than the better players. But I, I mean, most of them when they come to me. Um, you know, a, a lot of them, their path is not where it should be. So I start with path. I start and also with uh, the impact position. Going through, I teach a lot of leg motion. Um, you know, that came from Jimmy Ballard. Using your, you know, your uh, right side to fire through the golf ball. And I do that with um, the impact bag. And I have a special stick that um, I designed to to use in it. And it helps them understand from not swinging the club, teaching them in a different way the motion. Um, and, and I have several ways. I, I use the uh, medicine ball. I use the impact bag. Um, and I get my students to really feeling what the position is through the through the ball and how how it's an explosive feeling with your lower body and and so you know it's it's to each level i mean sometimes the better player they might more so have problems with um um club head feel um rhythm i've had many i've had a, a gentleman for example he had a very very good swing but his tempo was just so, so fast, you know, he, he lost the, the feel of the club head. So when I changed that, 
you know, I mean, he started really hitting the ball very, very well. He had no knowledge of it, you know. And so, you know, maybe that came from Fred Shoemaker in the field of club head throughout your whole swing. I have many drills that get people to do that. Um, but the difference between the two is the beginners, they don't, they don't know how to use their legs um, and they don't understand paths. So I have very simple drills for them to start off to understand a golf swing. And I start off very little, you know, a very tiny little shot, and we build. You know, we start off with a little chip and right. how, you know, it feels, and then we build all the way up to a bigger swing. And um, it, it's a simple method. I have many people come to me that are beginners and that come into my teaching bay, and, um, you know, they can't, they've never hit a golf ball. And, you know, I get them within the hour to hit a absolute beautiful shot that is just nipped and perfect. And they stand there and they smile and they're so excited that then they want to come back and see me again and they buy a series and, um, and they, they love it. And it's so exciting for me to, to actually get a person that's never hit a ball before to hit it perfect like that with, with a good golf swing where they can hit it again and again, you know, not just uh, once in a, you know, right. 10, you know, a repeatable swing. So, right. Um, I, right. Yeah, I treat them a little and, bit And, yeah, there's, there is no better – yeah, there is – yeah, there's no better feeling, I'm sure, for for any teacher when you when you have – especially a, a new student, it's like molding clay. You know, you have an opportunity to work with that individual, and when they see some, some results very quickly, you know, it can be very, very um, um, satisfying. Cindy, I know that you, oh, uh, it, I'm sure, have some uh-huh. questions as Sorry, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say, Cindy, if she have, has a question for Cynthia. Oh, mm-hmm. Tell us about your visors. Oh, um, my rose visor. Well, I'll just tell you a short the story of it. Um, like I said, I played, I, you know, I started playing golf, of course, when I was about 12 years old. But when I graduated from college, um, I, you know, I played so much golf and had practiced so much that um, there wasn't a hat on the market that I felt was, you know, made with a lot of quality and that protected my skin. It was big enough. So, you know, I just had, I researched a seller that was in my area. I lived in San Diego at the time and uh, I had them draw up and, and make this hat. And, you know, I would wear it just around, whether to the beach or obviously to the golf course. And I had women come up to me, oh, my goodness, I love your hat. I, I, I want to buy it. Can I buy it? for? I'll pay you $75, you know. And so I thought, oh, this is a little strange. I think I'll just make up a few. And so um, I actually made up many, uh, about 200 hats for a USD that's where I went to school, uh, homecoming. And went and I sold them. I sold them in two hours. At that time, we're going back years for $20. And, you know, for 200 hats. So I thought that's when my company was born. People really wanted something that was quality, that had a little flair to it, and it was large enough to protect them. So I created a whole line around that. And I, um, I sold it all over the world. I went to the PGA show, and I built that company up. I got a patent on the design. It's a design patent. And uh, like I said, I built it up for about 10 years, and, um, and I sold the company. Um, some of the products came back to me, uh, which was the Rose Pfizer. I guess it will always be my baby. <laughs> and... Um, and many, many actually famous um, ladies have uh, worn that hat. Um, Tiger Woods' mother used to wear it, still does. Uh, Fergie, uh, let me see, uh, Ava Gabor. I've had all kinds of different experiences with, uh, you know, celebrities and people that love it. And it, it's That's a great, great hat because, it, yeah, it really protects you. Now, do you still yeah, it's make very the rose visor? 
Uh, you know, yes, we, yes, I do. I have a website. Um, you know, times have changed a little bit. Um, there is and well, always will be a customer out there that, you know, appreciates the uh, coverage that it gives you and the different fabrics. Um, so, you know, I still have a website, and um, it, I make it in all different fabrics and styles. So uh, I don't do nearly the volume that I did. Um, it's, you know, I was more so promoting it and not just having it be there. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm busy with my teaching, but it is available if, um, you know, a customer wants it. And what's what's the actual website link? What what is it? Rosevisor.com, is that it? Yes. Uh-huh. That's it. Okay. Yeah, for the listeners out there after the show, if you want to uh, visit that and take a look, it, it is uh, um, Cynthia sent uh, actually uh, a photograph, and I, I've seen it online, of course, a few times, uh, and it truly is uh, uh, literally a work of art. She did a great job with uh, with putting it together, and, and for those that – that want to play with a little more style and flair, definitely you want to visit uh, rosevisor.com after the show. Um, Cynthia, I wanted to ask you um, another question, if I might, uh, about golf courses. You, you indicate here that uh, really they need to, to you know, offer more marketing uh, from their staff in order to survive. You know, we, we know in the industry there's been many, many courses over the last decade or so with, with the economy and things like that have actually closed up um, got you know got out of business or what have you, um, and, and you say one of the needs is really to to uh, the need for more marketing from their staff uh, to be able to survive in the future. Um, maybe explain a little bit more about what you mean by that. Okay, um, well you know the people that are you know playing golf, starting to play golf, you know are juniors and are you know women and. Many of the golf courses in my history, my past history, have, oh, I'll use the word, I'll use the word stuffy, okay, where it's not as friendly as your atmosphere should be. Um, golf is supposed to be so fun, and in my opinion, I think that um, to preserve, you know, and build for the future, um, it's not just a men that play. It's that's going to grow golf. It's it's your young people, and you know um, the attitude. I think that the you know people that work there, everybody that works there, should almost be the same attitude as the people that work at Disneyland. I mean, I know this sounds mm-hmm. silly, but whenever you go to Disneyland or Disney World, that's where you are. <laughs> Everybody is so right. friendly. They're always smiling. They always want you to feel good. What can I do for you? You know, that's that's what every golf course should be, because it just it gives you um, a happy feeling, and and that happy feeling comes uh, you know goes into your golf game and makes you just have a wonderful experience. And instead of maybe you know treating the junior like you know like he's a child, let's make him have a wonderful experience, you know, where the pro is just so happy that he's there. Not like, oh, you know, you know, we have to tend to that or, or, you know, in that regard. So I think that they should kind of change their image, if that's a word, to, mm-hmm. to want to please everybody, you know, and, um, yeah, I think that would be extremely helpful for yeah, the let upcoming me, group that's yeah, coming just, in. Right, exactly. Let me just add to that a little bit, um, Cynthia. I know exactly what you're 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 getting at, and and you're on, on many levels right. Um, you know, we've had actually even uh, a few other guests on the show have mentioned that there is a little bit of a perception still in the golf industry by by somebody that's not in the industry. Um, that it's a, a very elitist and, and, you know, and we know it obviously can be pricey at times, uh, depending on, on what level you're playing at. But um, there is an image, if you will, that has been going around for many, many years. And there are a lot of people that are very intimidated 
uh, when they come to a golf course because they, you know, they maybe yeah. never played before. They don't know what, what experience. And you're right. right. Um, I know, and being in the industry, I know firsthand, just even here locally, uh, when I visited courses, there, there is, uh, a, um, you know, there is a, a, a little bit of an intimidation that goes on, you know, even behind the counter, um, right. and, and you're right. I think I think that there there could be uh, that could be one way of improving um, someone's experience coming to a golf uh, club, and and I think well, that that's it, something it, that really right the, the managers and and the club pros and that can work right. together to uh, to be able to do that. Um, sorry, go ahead. You were going to say something. Oh, I was just going to say. Could you imagine if you were a beginner? You know, and and you're uncomfortable in the beginning because. You know, maybe your golf level isn't, isn't you know, of course where it should be. And now you come to a golf course where, you know, they don't really make you feel all that comfortable because they have more of an era about them. You know, mm-hmm. these are the people that are going to um, make every place survive in the next years to come. And we want them to feel comfortable and happy. And it doesn't matter if you're a zero handicap or if you're a 20 handicap, you know, you're there to have fun and you're there to yeah. learn and, and prosper the game, you know? So they need to kind of um, have the, like I said, it sounds so silly, but have the attitude of people that work at Disney World, you know? Right. <laughs> I, I love right. it. Um, you know? Yeah. Cindy, I want to bring you back in real quick here just to add on to that a little bit. Um, and I know that, you know, where you are, um, it, it, it might be different than some of the other areas. But I think even, too, um, would you agree or not with this, that maybe some of the courses, the local courses, that could maybe even do a better job of reaching out within their own community, not just for tournaments and that, but reaching out to their community and, and maybe encouraging a more welcoming environment. Um, that may be something that's going on up in the Buffalo, New York area a little bit better than some areas, I don't know. But uh, that's something I think that could be, uh, good as well as instead of just sort of opening the doors, uh, you know, come Monday morning and, and saying, well, you know, come play golf, um, that they actually get out and get more involved uh, in the community. Um, what do you think about that, Cindy? Absolutely. I think the public facilities, um, mm-hmm. it, I, they should almost have a new player development program. The PGA has done that, and the LPGA is forming a, a program for women uh, and basically, I think people need to be invited. They need to be yes. shown, yeah. you know, that this is a welcoming environment, like you said, and that, you know, hi, why don't you come over and have fun with us rather than, oh, well, this is too stuffy. So I, I totally agree that the attitude has to change. And the more open and welcoming we are, the more people that will want to enjoy and learn to play golf which is only going to help all of us make a living. Exactly. Yeah, and, 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 you know, yeah, golf, I mean, certainly is, and I think we all all three would agree with this, is, is a great game. There's so many life experiences um, that you can have playing golf and similarities to, to life experiences and challenges that we face. And that's, I think, one of the things that draws us to golf is, is it's very much parallels uh, uh, everyday life. But, um, but I would agree with that. And I think, you know, sometimes – that a lot of the, uh, whether it's public, private, or otherwise, I think some of the courses uh, and some of the facilities should even host, um, you know, sort of a, you know, almost like a get-to-know type of, of platform and, and send invitations out to the community and have them come in. And it doesn't even have to be about playing golf. It can just be uh, about hosting something at their facility just to sort of, and then they, at that time, then they can kind of uh, make people familiar with what they do at the facility, what some of the programs that are offered and just sort of a get to know uh, um, because I think a lot of people are under this misnomer. In fact, I know they are because I've spoken to many, uh, you know, amateurs and and that out there that just, you know, would love to go and play golf somewhere, but they just don't feel, um, you know, that the doors are open for them. And uh, so they're, they're a little bit apprehensive, but um, very great. And and, and this is something too, that you touched on uh, Cynthia is uh, Uh about really, making you know a lot of our junior and particularly female golfers um need to be made to feel more comfortable uh when they're at uh, a facility correct exactly um and and you know uh, to maybe comment on your last comment um 
I mean, if a club can host, you know, like a free clinic, you know, where everybody could come from the, from the town, the community, you know, and have either one teacher or two teachers just introduce golf to them in a fun way. Maybe, you know, have things to eat, kind of more like a party, you know. Um, right. They would have such a different attitude towards it because, you know, well, it is, it is a difficult sport in, in the beginning. <clears throat> so the more fun and simple those are the two key words, fun and simple, that we make it. The more golfers you're going to have, you know, you don't want to overload them, you know, with all kinds of computer things and this and that. You And if you invite them from everywhere to just come and, you know, have a free-for-all on the driving range, <laughs> that could be really fun, right. you know. I even include, oh, my God, music, food, just hitting teachers. I think that would be a wonderful thing to market their club and market golf, you know. Um, so, you know, the more fun you yeah. make it for the junior, for for whomever that's taking it up, the the, the better experience they're going to yeah, have I think and, even, and the more they're going to love it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think even maybe um, making it even a more family-oriented uh, event as yeah. well, you know, mm-hmm. the parents and the kids can come and have – uh, you know, maybe even put together some, not just clinics, but maybe some activities that would include the kids uh, to show them, you know, uh, little putting games and things like that and almost, uh, you know, do it from that format and not just, um, you know, where you're just sort of inviting the corporate uh, types and, and so forth like that. Right. But uh, um, so very interesting, observ- yeah, very interesting observations, uh, Cynthia. And, and Cindy and I want to thank you for joining us this morning. We've got a uh, unfortunately, we've got to let you go, but uh, just okay. for um, the listeners out there, where can they, if they want to learn more about uh, you and also about uh, your visor, where can they go? Do you have a, a website uh, besides the visor's website, or, or how can they get in touch with you if they're interested in, in uh, learning more about Cynthia Navis? Um, well, I have a Facebook. They can come to, um, you know, just um, my name, Cynthia Navis Golf. Um, they can learn. I have a lot of tips on there, little short um, little videos um, of how I teach, what I teach. Um, and they can also go to the com and see my products there. And I want to thank you both so very much for having me. I had a great time, and um, I hope you kind of got an idea of my philosophy of golf and, and mm-hmm. so forth. Thank we sure you did. So much. Yes. Um, yes, Cynthia, thank you for joining us this morning. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll talk soon. You have a great uh, morning, and thank you for joining us early uh, this morning oh, uh, from California both. on the Women of Golf. Thank you so both so very much. You have a nice day. You're welcome. All right, you got, you too. Yeah, you, you too, Cynthia. Thank you. Bye bye. Some uh, definitely very interesting observations. Um, but uh, we've got we to move on, so let's uh, welcome our, our next guest, uh, Amy Nordine. She's a former collegiate golfer from Montana, uh, turned uh, her passion for playing into uh, golf into coaching. She's been a uh, Class A uh, PGA professional since 2013 and has been a traveling teaching pro ever since. She has worked with golfers uh, all over uh, the country and even in the golfer's paradise of New Zealand. Uh, she's now settled uh, into a schedule wintering in Phoenix at the Tour Striker Golf Academy and spending uh, her summers in Vail, Colorado, working uh, specifically uh, helping uh, some of the lady golfers there. So let's bring on uh, uh, our, our very special second guest uh, this morning, uh, Cindy, uh, Cindy uh, Amy Nordine. Good morning. Oh. Amy, are you there? I'm, I'm not sure. I. We've got her on somebody on the line. Hi, good morning, Amy. Welcome to the Women of Golf. Oh, just I think I just barely heard her. Hi, Amy, are you there? I'm here. I'm I'm talking somewhat loudly. Is it not coming through? It is, it is now. now. It is now. Oh, yeah, good. Okay. Been, uh... No, that's sorry. <laughs> it happens. I'm in our pro time, shop Amy. this morning, and okay, good to know. I don't get the best cell phone okay. service everywhere around here, so I'll corner myself in the 
the good side of the pro shop. <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah, I think that's what it was. I think that the signal wasn't okay. quite getting through, and I, I could just barely hear something, and I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it was a, a mouse squeaking in the corner or if that was you. But uh, oh, no. anyways, we're glad you're here, and, and thank for, <laughs> thanks Thank for joining you. us. C- Cindy, why don't you go ahead? You're welcome. Th- thanks for joining us, Amy. Cindy, why don't you go ahead and start the conversation? Tell us about Tassada Golf. I'm trying yes. to get certified, and it's taking too long to do it, but Are you, I'm very intrigued. Okay. I hear you. Well, I'm about halfway through right now, so you might be farther along than I am, but I I'm am not. loving <laughs> it. I Okay. Well, it, it's hard to get through the videos. That's true, but, um, but I've been setting a little routine, you know, making myself do it every morning when I wake up. It's a good way to start the day because it's gets you on the mindful track and um, kind of gets you in that good meditative state right off the bat. And um, I don't know, it's kind of just inspiring. So I have been finding it to be very helpful in my own game personally, and, and it's transferring into my golf lessons as well. And I'm starting to incorporate it a bit into my lessons and I'm finding it's helping a lot with women specifically um, because it, it teaches you to really find your strength and use your use your muscles, use the ground. And I personally, I I think a lot of my lady students don't get after it as much as a lot of my male students do. You know, they'll just get after it and swing hard, and um, and they can really make an athletic movement. And a lot of my gals are can be more careful. So that's where I've been finding the Tafata to be very helpful in in my instruction. And what about you? Let me, yeah. let me just add, Cindy, before you answer that, let me just ask a very quick, uh, obvious question since I'm uh, obviously the odd one out here. Just explain a little bit about what it is um, just for those of us that aren't familiar with what that uh, particular training is. Go well, for it, I girl. Guess, okay. <laughs> so that's a great question. I don't always have the best answer for defining it. And I'd be interested to hear what you say too, Cindy, but it's kind of a combination between martial arts, kind of Kung Fu, certain motions where you're isolating movements and kind of using your breath, using your muscles and going through a series of movements like you would in martial arts um, to, I guess, force or not force. What's the best word? Um, Just find your strength, I guess. And use the ground. That's, I would say that's the key, is using the ground for power um, and working from the ground up and to kind of use your body as like you're cracking the whip. You know, the, the smallest limbs are the last oh. thing to, to move, your hands and things like that. Um, so that's the physical portion of it. And the, the mental portion of it is, is what I'm finding to be even more helpful and embracing your own authentic golf self and being able to walk around on the golf course with confidence, knowing that like, you know, I'm Amy, this is my golf game. My expectations aren't greater or lesser than that. I know who I am. I know what shots I can hit. And that way I can stay in a state of happiness instead of getting down on myself. If I'm not meeting my unrealistic expectations every shot so that would be my definition what do you think Cindy I think you hit the nail on the head it's a little it's intriguing and it's different and Mm -hmm. I thought well I think I'm going to try to learn more about this because I love to learn new things and yeah the only catch is the 90 course you know (laughs) classes that you have to take and take a test I'm like really and each really? video is almost 30 to f- minutes to an hour. I'm like, uh, no, I, you know, so I've only done three or four of them, but it's very mm-hmm. intriguing. And I think they've got something, you know, and, and I like what they say. It's just, I wish I could fast forward it because I have no patience. Oh, yes. It's testing <laughs> which my probably patience. Means I, yeah, yeah. I, that's You're, like, which probably means you the need mirror. it. Exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I would have to agree with myself. I know. Well, once you get into the the mindfulness stuff, like the meditation and things, I think you might be maybe get more interested and want to keep going with it. That's the stuff I like the most. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big 
or I try to meditate in all the time outside of golf and I suck at it. I'm not good at it, but I try. And I like their, the Tathata style of meditation because you're not just sitting there trying to be relaxed and trying to clear your mind and all of these mythical things that we, you can't really do. I mean, well, you might think you're trying, but it's hard to do. So what you do is you sit there and you try to create energy in your body. You push on the ground with your feet. You set your hands on your knees and you, you push. You kind of squeeze your muscles all together and you're creating energy. You're building energy. You're feeling powerful. You're feeling athletic. And, like, that I can do. That makes sense to me. And incorporating that on the golf course is really cool too. Just as simple as sitting in a golf cart and being able to create that kind of power feeling, um, like not the word, power is not the word, but excitement kind of um, ownership, like self ownership. Mm -hmm. Yes. I love that. Um, That makes sense to me. And that can really help you, you know, those little nonverbal things you do, your body language really makes a difference with how you play. And nobody really realizes that. Well, amateurs, I would say, don't realize that. Yeah. And you can choose to shift states, which I think is awesome. Yes. So if I understand correct, if I understand then correctly, ladies, then then basically what this is, is um, it's not just about, you know, finding – your center, if you will, and things like that. There, there's many benefits that can come from, from going through, obviously, the training and, and understanding uh, Tathata a little bit better. But, um, but basically, it's, it's sort of finding your um, inner strength, if you will, and then tapping into that. Would that be a, a fair assessment? Yes. Yes, you nailed that. I should have said that first off. That would have made a lot more sense. <laughs> Sorry. So see us, guys myself, do get, yeah. see us guys do get it a little bit better than you thought. Um, you let, let me <laughs> let me now what let me just very quickly just add on then then we'll move on. But um, so what brought you to this? How did you guys and, and Cindy? I want you to answer this as well. Uh, was this something that that you came across at, at a recent PGA show, a merchandising show, or something? Or how did you come about hearing about? Because I I'll be honest, I've never heard of this before. Well, Cindy, well, you yeah, Deb Vangelo is the president of the teaching division of the LPGA, and she reached out to a few of us and said, Tathata's offering free certification for anyone who's interested. And I'm friends with Brandel Chambly, and I know Gary McCord from Allen playing on tour forever, and so I had seen that they were involved with it. And, right. I, again, I was intrigued, mm-hmm. and I thought, you know, what is this? And and so I thought it was cool, and and I thought, well, I'll, I'll try it. And then I did the first um, session, and, and I thought it was cool and different, and I thought, wow, this is a different way to think. And, and But, again, it's making the time and committing to doing the program, <laughs> which I have not yeah. chosen to do because I'm a spinning plate maniac, but, <laughs> which means I probably need to do it. But that's how I found out about it. Oh, okay, interesting. Cool. And Amy, yeah. pretty much similar experience. Somebody introduced it to you, and is that basically yeah. it? Well, something like that. I, I've always been a fan of of mental golf, and um, Lynn Marriott and Pia Nielsen. I'm I'm sure you're familiar with them, and um, I've mm. read all of their books, and their their instruction has made the biggest difference in my own game personally. Um, and I love Bob Rotella, um, things like that. And Tathata golf is something you can get certified in that's very similar to that. I think it's the only real mental golf certification out there that I know of. Do you know of anything? Uh, you might be right. I think so. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I mean, there's a lot so, of programs. Yeah, there's a lot of programs, but I don't know of any that, that offer – um, what you're what you're describing here? That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So, um, and also, I'm kind of a little yogi at heart, so it fits into that role too. But um, <laughs> so, so it just sort of fits everything that I 
stand for, I guess. So, um, so that's really how I just did some Googling and found it that way. Very but, interesting. Um, now you've yeah. also, yeah, you've also worked uh, in New Zealand uh, and tell yeah. us a little bit about that experience. That was obviously very cool and very exciting for, for you to, to be able to do that. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Yeah. So that was a great experience. Um, two summers ago or our winters, their summers, uh, I went over and worked at Cape Kidnappers Golf Course, which is number 16 in the world. It is gorgeous. If you haven't seen it before, it's worth a Google because it's one of the coolest places I've ever been in my life. Um, and I got to work with a lot of very interesting people over there. I mean, people from all over the world will come to play golf in New Zealand, a lot of non-English speaking people. And I don't know if you've given many lessons to someone who doesn't speak your language, but it's quite educational and it definitely tests you a little bit. Um, and you can actually get pretty far with someone without using words, which, which is probably the most useful way to teach really. But, um, but anyway, so that was a great experience. And also, I worked with the local golf course there in New Zealand, um, or in Napier, where I was living, just called Napier Golf Club. And it, that was a cool experience because the demographic was probably 50-50 male to female members. And the women's club that I worked with, they were a – well, golf is very competitive for the locals in in New Zealand, I would say. And the ladies club that I worked with, when I left, the the average index of the women's team was 4.1. And these are women who are Whoa. 40, I, right? I know, who are 40 to 70 and play a ton of golf and take it very seriously. And it, it was just really fun to work with 15 women who are, like, really freaking good at golf. So, um, that's not been, that's not as that's not normal for me over here. You know, I'm I'm more involved with the beginners clinics and getting women introduced to golf. So, so that was just interesting. I thought, yeah. And and that that's got to be yeah that's got to be an interesting experience, especially when you um, did you find it a little bit intimidating? I mean, obviously, you, I know you've worked with better players as well, um, but when you get a group of women who are um, you know, essentially all good golfers. They're not, you know, your, your weekend warriors, so to speak. They're out there playing a lot of golf. Mm -hmm. They, they know what they're doing. That it was a little bit intimidating. Do you think at first when you first thought, wow, wait a minute, these girls know what they're doing. <laughs> what a question. Yes. Very, very <laughs> intimidated. Yeah. Because I love your I would honesty. love to play to a 4.1. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, I, I should of course be better than, than that, but as we all know, we're, we're on the lesson tee a lot. Our game is not right. <laughs> not always that. So yeah, great question. And yes, hmm, so, I have a question. Now, yeah. go ahead, Cindy. Uh, tell us about Focus Band because I bought a bunch of them, and I again, I I have great intentions, but I don't really follow through <laughs> that well. So, so give me okay. give us some scoop. I love this thing. Okay, so the focus band. I've heard you talk about think right brain, left brain in some of your radio shows, but I have I don't know if I've heard you say focus band, but I figured you knew about it and maybe you had used it. But for anyone who doesn't know, this focus band, you strap it on your forehead and it gives you feedback whether you're in your left brain or your right brain, whichever side of your brain is firing at any given moment and it hooks up to your phone. Your phone makes little sounds to alert you in what brain you're in. So if you're, you know, if, if you're being analytical, let's, we'll put it in a golf perspective. When you're standing behind the shot, kind of in your, in your think box, you're making your plan, you're noticing the wind, you're picking your target, that would be left brain analytical. And as soon as you walk into the shot, you should be able to switch over to your right brain, which is more creative, more target, um, sort of target hole focused, um, and it's basically turning your thinking off. So that's a lot easier said than done, and having this focus band 
to tell you right away if you're able to do it is so cool. So, Cindy, have you tried to use it, or have you used it yourself, or do you use it with your students? I've used it myself, but not while I'm out playing. But what a great idea. Yeah. So, and that's what, you know, Jason Day, that's what he can do so well. And he's a big focus band advocate, too. When he stands behind the shot, he closes his eyes and and pictures himself hitting the shot. And he can visualize it so clearly. And he's in right brain, meditative side, and he can stay in that state from that moment on until he's finished with the shot, which is really hard to do. But but he's Jason Day. So hmm. so anyway, but Cindy, you should try it with a golf shot and see and see how it goes. It's for me, I I can get in that right side until the moment before I pull the club away and then my darn brain just starts, starts chattering at myself and I, and I lose it. But anyway, it's well, fun to play with. Again, anyway. at least you're, uh, at least you're honest. And again, I, we can all learn how to do this. Yeah. So we can practice. Right. This is great. Exactly. Yeah. Very, very, so, in, um, very interesting product. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so um, too. And oh, go ahead, go ahead, Ted. No, 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 no. Go ahead. <clears throat> well, I was just gonna say. So I worked with. So I work with a coach, Brady Riggs. He's in Los Angeles area, and he's the one that introduced me to this focus band. And he's my my swing coach because it's good to have swing coaches, right? I mean, I don't play competitive mm-hmm. golf anymore, but you can sure learn a lot when someone is teaching you so so he's the one right. that introduced me to this and he had me go through the process over and over again um with this focus band trying different strategies to tap into the meditative clear mind state and you know a few different strategies are to focus on your breathing um focus or put your hand on your stomach feel your breath coming in and out of your stomach or if you're a, a touch person, you can kind of rub your fingers together, like your forefinger and your thumb, and that can that can bring you to that present state of awareness or that meditative state. And for me personally, I there are two things that can get me into that state, and it's focusing on the sky or focusing on the target. And if I can keep my mind focused on either of those two things throughout the shot, then I then I can stay in that in that positive state of mind, and it's different for everyone. But it's it's fun to anyway. I would encourage anyone to go find a coach with a focus band and and find a, a strategy that works for them. Hmm. Very interesting. Now you also um, have run some very successful women's coaching programs in in the Colorado area uh, where you work part of the time. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that and uh, specifically what you mean by the learning clubs. Yes. So uh, six days a week I have a clinic or a learning club. We talk about different parts of golf, and hopefully at the end of each summer all of my students are much more educated or more well-educated in golf in all aspects of golf, not just the mechanics of which I've found earlier in my career, I focused heavily on just swing mechanics. You know, a golf lesson will be 60 minutes of fixing your golf swing. But right. I guess as I've gotten older, you know, there's a lot more to golf than that, and, and students should know a lot more about golf, and including etiquette, mindfulness, rules, um, things like that. So, so some of the learning clubs that we have, we have, Fitness Fridays, which is circuit training. We do Tathata Tuesdays, where we do some Tathata yoga-type type movements on the driving range. We do Sunday Scoring School, where we'll play nine holes with the ladies, and only from 60 to 100 yards out, and we work on improving their scoring abilities. Um, we, let's see, what else? We also do an Understanding Golf Series um, which are Thursdays, and we talk about some some 
think, Amy, you popped into a uh, an area in the in the clubhouse there or in the uh, pro shop that uh, we, we lost the signal. I think, Amy. Yeah, I think I think she stepped in an area that's uh, oh, that she actually dropped. Um, Cindy, I'm assuming you're still with me. I am. Yeah, yeah. Can her call me? got dropped. She must have walked. Yes, I can. Yeah, I'm fine. Um, she she must have walked in. We'll wait for Amy to uh, to call back in. I think she must have walked into an area that uh, a pocket in the clubhouse because her her voice sort of drifted out. But um, oh, there she is. Um, anyway, I'm hi Amy, sure welcome back. Out, hi, thank you. <laughs> we must be getting near the end anyway. No I've been talking your ear off. That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you you started into the, to the um, you. I think you were on Thursday, and then and then it started. Your voice started to drift away. You must have moved or something, and and got into one of the, the bad areas there. But so if you want to pick up from where you were talking on Thursday. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so Thursdays is just our understanding golf day. And each Thursday we talk about another word that not everyone knows the definition of. Like this Thursday is bounce Thursday. I, I'm, I know a lot of the gals that I work with don't fully understand what bounce is. And so for an hour I will, I will teach them what bounce is and how they can use it to their advantage, you know, in different types of shots. Um, so things like that. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, it's a it's a successful yeah, I, women's I, education program, I would say. Mm-hmm. I think that's uh, Cindy, and I'm sure you'd agree with me. I think that's a very unique and interesting approach to how, um, you know, your your a, a golf program should be. Because you're right, uh, Amy. You mentioned earlier, just a few moments mm-hmm. ago, about how you didn't want to stick to sort of the traditional, you know, talk about the golf swing and and swing mechanics and things like that. And I think sometimes, um, you know, we all get a little stuck in that. And I, I like the fact mm-hmm. that each day during the, you know, the week, you have something unique and specific that you, you focus on, which gives your, your students an opportunity to learn something new and not get into a, a sort of a routine of, you know, mm-hmm. well, I'm, we were kind of talking about this last time and we were talking about that, you know, so you're doing something new wow. and, and keeps it fresh and interesting and makes them want to come back. So what are you going to be t- talking about this week or, or what's going to be on today's agenda, that sort of thing. So I think that's a very uh, unique way. And I also like the fact, too, when you're out playing, that you're focusing from about 60 yards in um, as opposed to just doing everything from the tee, tee to green. So that gives them focusing on really some of the most important parts of the game, and that's the short game. Right. Yes, absolutely. I think that our scoring school has become the most popular popular ladies program actually. We will end up with upwards of twenty women who come on who come out on Sunday afternoons for that. So so yes, thank you. Thanks, Ted. Very cool. Many, well hey, I I try. Do you have? <laughs> we have we have three hundred and fifty and hundred and ten LGA members, ladies participating lady golfers. Wow. So, yeah, pretty good. Oh, yeah, I think yeah. that's incredible. That's fantastic. Um, a- Amy, mm-hmm. for those that are, that are listening to the show that want to maybe reach out, uh, if they're either in your area and maybe not part of uh, some of the, the programs that you're doing, but maybe say, hey, that, that's something I might be interested in, uh, how can they reach out to you? Um, and, uh, and more specifically, how can they uh, learn more about what you're doing? Yeah, well, I can be found on all social media at Amy Nordine Golf, um, A-M-Y-N-O-R-D-E-E-N, how you spell my, my name. Um, so Amy Nordine Golf on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that. Uh, otherwise, my, my websites that I'm constantly working on are ladygolfcamp.com, and I do two-day women's golf schools around Colorado, California, Arizona, um, and my my golf videos, my YouTube videos and short clips like that, instructional tips, can be found on lovelaughgolf.com. Oh, very so. cool. I like that. Awesome. Very wow. cool. <laughs> well, 
Well, Amy, um, thank you very much mm-hmm. for joining us this morning. And uh, I know you you got to go to work, but uh, we, we'd love to have you come back again. It was a very interesting conversation and and uh, and uh, a very very unique yeah. approach to the game. And and I'm going to have to check out this Tathata uh, training. I, I may have to give it a whirl. I think I can. Uh, uh, managed to squeeze in a few hours of video um, during the day, so I'll see what I can do. But uh, you, I think you guys may have sold me on that. But but thank you very much, uh, Amy, for joining us this morning. And, and as I said, we'll, we'll love to have you back uh, again sometime in the future. Great. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. Have a All right. You have a great day. day. Thank you. Thank you. You too. All right. All right bye-bye. Oh, bye-bye. All right, Cindy, how tough is this to thought <laughs> <laughs> what am I getting myself into? <laughs> well, it's intriguing. That's all yeah. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I'm serious. Dust. I'm going to. I'm going to take. Yeah, I will. I'll. I'll. I'll power up and try to uh, to see what I can do. Um, but anyways, thanks uh, everyone for joining us this morning. Uh, for Cindy and I uh, on the Women of Golf Show, we loved. Uh, bringing the show to you each and every Tuesday. And thank you to our very special guests, Cynthia Navis and Amy Nordine. Thank you, ladies, for, uh, for coming on this morning and uh, sharing your, your thoughts uh, about the game. And uh, we look forward to coming back next Tuesday from 9 to 10 Eastern here on the Women of Golf Show. And on that note, on behalf of Cindy Miller and I, uh, I'm Ted Odorico. God bless everybody. Thank you. And we'll see you next week on the Women of Golf. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks, Ted. Have a good one. You too.